Hi there, this is Andre, and you are on the Market Innovation Podcast Show. Our special guest today is Raul Galera, Chief Advocate at Referral Candy, an app that allows e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs. Today, we'll discuss leveraging this channel as an e-commerce business and how to best benefit from loyalty and word-of-mouth programs as well during the upcoming shopping season. Without further ado, Raul, it's a pleasure to have you here on the show. How are you? How's the morning going? I'm good. Doing well. Thanks for having me. No worries. It's my pleasure. You look very fresh. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, how's, the, how's everything going on your side uh, with the business, with life, with, uh, you know, customers? Pretty good. Um, I uh, actually recently just relocated to Mexico City. So this is where I'm speaking from right now. Uh, this is my nice. first 48 hours here. Um, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, I literally just got here like this this past weekend. Um and uh, yeah, no, things are going very well. Uh, I mean, uh, in, ter- in terms of referral candy, uh, as you can as you can imagine, the, the e-commerce world has uh, exploded over the past eighteen months. Um, so we've uh, we've experienced a lot of growth, and with that, obviously, a lot of uh, new you know improvements that we've done to our to our app uh, to better serve our, our merchants. So yeah, it's a pretty pretty exciting time uh, for for e-commerce in general, and we're we're trying to. Uh, to help as many mistress as, as we can. Great stuff, great stuff. So um, let's see, let's start by maybe introducing uh, you a bit more to the audience and uh, help our guys here understand your background and uh, what Referral Candy does and how do you engage with uh, e-commerce players, let's say, so that we can uh, dive into the discussion in more depth as we go. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, about myself, so I've actually been at Referral Candy for the past five years now, um, mostly running the the partner program. So uh, we obviously collaborate with uh, a bunch of other companies in the e-commerce world. So whether it's uh, uh, their e-commerce agencies or other tech companies or or you know media companies that that touch either marketing or e-commerce in, in general. So I, I'm I'm in charge of managing those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, at referral candy specifically, uh, for, for those that are listening that are not familiar with, with us, uh, we are an app that allows e-commerce stores to set up and run customer referral programs. So think about the, the traditional, the world, world famous, uh, Dropbox referral program, Uber referral program in which you, um, you as a customer get something, uh, every time that you refer a friend and you kind of like bring new, new business to, uh, to the store. Uh, so we basically allow brands to set it up and run it on autopilot uh, just by, by giving each customer a unique referral link that they can share with their friends uh, and we're able to track rewards. And it's basically a, a, an easy way for, for uh, merchants to, uh, first of all, uh, acquire new customers through a channel that it's completely uh, owned by them. They don't need to depend mm-hmm. on a third-party platform and we're talking about leveraging their customer base. Uh, to acquire new customers, but also it's a way for them to to retain those customers that they already have um, by giving them an incentive the next time they, uh, every time they refer a friend, they can get a, a discount on a future purchase. So you're kind of giving them an, an, an additional incentive to come back to your store for more. So yeah, it's overall a good way um, to to acquire new customers and retain your existing ones uh, without having to depend on on platforms or uh, other algorithms that might you know change your entire marketing mix and, and overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also uh, a very good way to you know get people in like directly involved with your brand, not only consuming products from you, but actually having an invested interest in uh, you know making money with you in a way. 
Um, yeah, exactly. I mean, when 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 brands typically think of the the post purchase, um, kind of like uh, flow after somebody has left the checkout and and I've acquired the new customer, um, something that I keep seeing, and not only as a uh, somebody that works in e-commerce, but as a as a consumer myself, uh, I see a lot of brands that are just like trying to get you to that second purchase pretty much right away, uh, you know, without realizing that literally you just made a purchase. You, you probably need some time until that, that happens again. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of push for promotions to get that second purchase. And, and if you can switch the direction of the conversation after a purchase and, and direct it towards uh, a referral, or maybe it doesn't have to be a referral, but maybe like joining a loyalty program or leaving a review or like you know, just doing something that's going to engage with the brand uh, other than making a purchase, that's going to pay off down the line. So uh, it's, it's another way, like you said, it's another way to kind of retaining people and, and, and make sure that your brand staying top of mind without having to direct people to, your, uh, to a product page. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned something really uh, cool there. And I think this, this can be a, uh an angle for our discussion forward, which is what happens after the purchase happens. So, you know, during the podcast and as marketers as well, we have discussed a lot and we are still discussing a lot what happens and how you can bring those people into, into the community, how you can drive traffic, drive conversions, etc. cetera. Um, but what's at least equally important is what happens after the first purchase, because mainly with e-commerce, the first purchase not never, but many times it's not necessarily profitable for the business. Uh, mainly if we talk about consumer goods, um, the profit lays in the repeat purchase. So how do you facilitate that repeat purchase is a question that needs answer, <laughs> needs, you know, a, a very good answer. And I think uh, it would be a great framework for our discussion now to tackle this point of the customer journey. And, uh, you know, for, for you guys tuning in that own online stores or that are marketers or activate within an e-commerce business to think in a bit more depth on this topic. And hopefully we'll be able to inspire you to, you know, take a couple more actions that maybe you are not at the, at the moment, uh, mainly in preparation for Black Friday and also Christmas because it's, it's just around the corner really. <laughs> Even if it's, yep. yeah, already like... Uh, it's still a month or a month and, and a half, but uh, you really, we should all prepare from now. So Raul, um, what's uh, interesting in the business right now? Like, let's talk uh, a bit in the moment. What are you guys up to? How's the, how are your clients doing? What are they up to? That would be relevant for, for our uh, people here. Yeah, so, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, pretty much everybody is preparing for uh, the busiest time of the year. Um, although uh, th- there has been a, a, a shift in, in, in how this has evolved the past year and a half. Um, I, I mentioned this a lot, but it, I think it's pretty telling in, in terms of like how e-commerce has evolved in the past year and a half. Um, I was at a, at a Shopify event in, in uh, Amsterdam in, in February, 2020. So literally just weeks away before <laughs> everything just gonna change. Um, and the CTO of Shopify was there and, uh, he was showing us a graph of, this is actually in his Twitter. So maybe, maybe you can, uh, maybe that uh, maybe it's still published there. Maybe it, uh, people can find it, but, uh, he showed us a chart that showed, uh, kind of like the peak in sales that Shopify was registering every single year in black Friday and Cyber Monday. So you could see the entire year, just kind of like flat with like, kind of like the same level of traffic and then boom, you see that hit. Um, and, uh, and, uh, yeah, around mid November, um, and something, something funny that 
that that happened after that is that in in April, so a few months later after this, um, he published the same um, graph and updated obviously for after kind of like the, the shift between offline and online with a lot, a lot of businesses in March and April decided to go online so they could still, you know, so they could still sell to their customers. Um, and they were registering, uh, at least Shopify was registering Black Friday and Cyber Monday traffic every single day uh, after, after mid-March. <laughs> and so <laughs> the, what's interesting is that now, I mean, last year, we still experienced growth um, in, in, you know, in that, that holiday season. So it kind of like gives you a sense of, how big the e-commerce world has gone in just a year and a half. I, I read a stat that um, it just in a matter of weeks, uh, e-commerce reached the level of, of uh, market penetration levels that was expected for 2025. And that mm -hmm. happened in April, 2020, right? So um, what that means for brands is that there's a lot more competition now. Uh, there's a lot more a lot, a lot more brands that are selling similar products that are at least going after the same target audience, Consumers have limited budgets, so we need to, you know, brands need to uh, compete uh, in a in a smarter way, um, and in terms of how they how they connect with those customers. As you mentioned earlier, the the first purchase might not be profitable, so this is kind of it it, it became a, a kind of like a long, longer term uh, route for a lot of brands, right? Like that first purchase is just about getting that customers out of the door and then convince them that your product's the best. Um, and kind of like given different reasons so they can come back to your store. Um, so referrals is one of them, but I always like to nail it down to having a good product. Mm -hmm. Nothing can replace having a good product and having a good purchase experience. Uh, if you don't have those two things uh, in place, a loyalty program, a referral program, uh, nothing's really going to change uh, the fact that your customers are not going to be incentivized to, to buy from you or refer their friends really, because nobody's going to refer a product that they didn't and enjoy. Uh, so with that in mind, um, what our customers are up to these days is yeah, preparing for, for the holiday season, um, the business time of the year. Uh, and one thing in particular that we see is that they are making sure that their post-purchase uh, flows are optimized, basically, that they have a clear path for those new customers that are going to acquire. They're probably going to acquire them through, uh, through ads, or maybe these are customers that have been um, coming through organic search because they've been kind of researching products that they're thinking of buying uh, during Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So they're, you know, they're, they're kind of ready. So you, you need to have a plan for what are you going to do with those customers after they leave your store and how you're going to get them to come back to, uh, to your store. So uh, yeah, I mean, we see multiple strategies there. Obviously referral marketing plays a very important uh, role there. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what's on everybody's mind right now. It's how we make sure that those customers that we're acquiring for the first time are not just one uh, one-off purchase. Mm -hmm. um, and a question here, uh, you know, maybe for somebody that hasn't particularly considered this channel before, uh, and they might consider tapping into it now, like in the near future, um, they might have a database. So, you know, like some customers that have already bought from them. Um, if they wanted to implement a referral program, could they leverage their current database or is it best to start, you know, as early as, I mean, obviously as early as possible would be best, but um, you know, like, yeah, what, what are some constraints when you implement something like this and what should you have in mind if you never did something like this before? Yeah, that, that's actually one of the main things that we recommend our merchants to do um, as soon as they start a referral program. It's notify your past customers about it um, because the way a referral program typically gets announced is that 
um, I mean, besides, you know, social media posts or maybe some, some blog post on your, on your company blog to, to announce the, the new referral program, uh, the main way that brands are acquiring, or I would say not acquiring, but they're, they're turning customers into advocates or into ambassadors is by notifying them after a purchase. So either by showing them a pop-up or sending them an email uh, after the purchase and letting them know about the referral program and how they can sign up and how they can refer their friends. Um, so if you have a database of customers that have bought from you, let's say, uh, I mean, either from the beginning or at least in the past, you know, six, 12, 18 months, uh, you should definitely email those customers and let them know about the referral program. Uh, the main reason is that they already know about your product. They, they, they paid for it. They used it. Um, they've probably made some referrals. That's another thing that we typically, uh, tell our, our merchants about is the fact that one of the reasons why you might want to consider a referral program. Uh, it's because you you currently don't know how many sales are coming from referrals. And mm-hmm. I guarantee you already have sales that are coming from referrals because we, you know, as consumers, we, we talk about things that we, that we buy. I mean, we recommend restaurants, we recommend Netflix shows. We obviously recommend uh, e-commerce stores as well, right? So uh, if you don't have a referral program in place or a way of tracking where these people are coming from, you really don't have any numbers, or any data that you can work with. And that's kind of like the, that's, that's a, the main baseline. Um, so yeah, notifying customers about your referral program, that's a key. Notifying new customers about the referral program as well, uh, either right after the purchase or maybe after they've received the product so they can kind of you know vouch for it better and they, they have a better understanding of how it works. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a key. Uh, that's the, that's the, I would say that's the main channel to make sure that your referral program works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this can also, obviously, for you guys doing already ads or stuff like that, let's say on Facebook and remarketing and all that jazz, uh, or, you know, upselling and cross-selling uh, email sequences, that's perfectly fine. Uh, personally, I think that something like this can be integrated flawlessly within an already existing system, just like an extra thing. And as Raul, as you mentioned, just for, I mean, even if we only consider the tracking uh, facilities that uh, are very much enhanced by something like this, I think would be amazing. And also it's a great tool to get insight into what your customers actually think, but not only by what they say, but what they actually do after they have used your products. Um, and now I'm tempted to go in a bit geeky here, but uh, you know, we are talking numbers. We many times do on the podcast. So when uh, looking at a referral program, what's uh, usually as marketers, we always look at the return on advertising spend, the cost per sale, all these metrics that are essential for any store or store owner. Um, when it comes to referral, referral programs, what's typically a referral, this, uh, a referral commission or how much do brands typically pay for referrals from your experience and from mm-hmm. your clients? Yeah, so it, it really depends uh, from one merchant to another. Um, I would say that the main rule of thumb that we tell our merchants um, when they're first thinking about what, what kind of rewards they're giving to their customers and their friends uh, when they're setting up the program. And remember, under referral program, there are two parts. Uh, you have the, the advocate that needs to get something uh, you know, to, to incentivize that, that they actually go out and make that referral. Uh, but there's also a very important part, which is the friend. Um, the friend needs to also get some sort of incentive because they're going to buy from the store for the first time. So if you can add some sort of you know, discount or some sort of promo or free product or free shipping or whatever it is to the friend, that's going to 
make incentivize them more to try out the product that they've been uh, recommended from from their friends. So uh, once you have this, these two sides here, uh, one thing that we typically tell our merchants to look at is uh, look at your customer behavior. So are your customers buying from you on a somewhat regular basis? I mean, do you have a, a subscription business? If you have a subscription business, you should definitely uh, give your customers either a discount or a free renewal uh, for every friend that they referred. So that way you're making sure that they're staying with you. And, um, and you know, just by making it automated, uh, you're making sure that your customers, um, you know, it's kind of like set and forget, right? They, they refer a friend, the friend makes a purchase, and then they know that next month they're not going to have to pay for, for their box. Um, mm -hmm. That might not be the case for a lot of brands that are not in subscription, but you might have a product that your customers are buying maybe not every month, but maybe they're buying it a couple times a year. It might make sense for you to still give them a discount um, so that you incentivize them to come back for, for more, or maybe give them a coupon code that's going to add a free product to their next purchase, right? So it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a discount. It could be something that adds to their actual uh, shopping cart. Um, and then the third option that we typically look at is customers, or sorry, merchants that sell products that their customers are not going to buy anytime soon. The example that I always give, beds. Uh, or mattresses. You're not going to buy a mattress more than once a year or more than once every couple of years, right? Yeah. Um, so if you're selling some, if you're selling maybe accessories, you could go with the coupon route that adds some sort of free products. Um, but typically, if you're selling a product that your customers are not going to buy anytime soon, you can give them cash. Um, and so that way, uh, you know, no, nobody's going to say no to free cash, right? And they can spend it on whatever they, they want. Um, so that, that usually helps for this kind of setup. Now, when it comes to how much should they be given, uh, you need to consider both sides. Um, that you're, if you're given ten and ten, it's it's a twenty percent commission that you're taking off your margins. So you need to look at your margins um, and look not only at your margins but also at your customer lifetime uh, revenue. Right. So how much how much money is on average this new customer um, spending on your store, you know, uh, over the next few years, right? And also compare it compared to um, different channels. So traditionally customers that have been referred by a friend, they typically stick around for longer and they spend more um, just because of the nature of how they were acquired compared to organic traffic compared to ads. Um, so it's all really a matter of kind of like looking at your own numbers and see how much you can afford to give compared to how much are you paying for a new customer on Facebook ads. If you're paying $200, uh, it might make sense for you to either match it, knowing that the lifetime revenue of that customer is going to be higher um, or maybe, or maybe just kind of play safe, right. And, and just go with um, kind of like the, the kind of the bare minimum for you, what you can um, afford in terms of your own margins. Something that something else that we typically tell our merchants to do, and again, this really depends on how well you know your your customers, um, is what's the nature of those recommendations. Um, in a lot of cases, when we talk about referral marketing, uh, we typically talk about people that are referring their friends, their family, coworkers, people that are in the really close circle, and mm -hmm. so in the majority of these referrals the main driver of these recommendations is just the fact that you're going to provide something useful to somebody that you care about. So you're not going to necessarily do it for the money. You're mm -hmm. going to do it because you're going to solve somebody's needs. So when thinking about what kind of rewards you want to set up, you might want to give more to the friend who's the one that needs to make the first purchase and needs to be incentivized to spend the money rather than the advocate who's probably going to make the referral no matter what. So we've mm -hmm. actually seen a lot of a lot of merchants that give a much much higher reward 
uh, or much higher discount to the friend than the customer that's making the recommendation. So like I said, it's all really about um, understanding your customers, what incentivizes them, and then kind of applying that to, uh, to your program. Mm-hmm. Okay, very good point. Uh, so basically, it's uh, pretty common to have products that are rewarded rather than being, you know, being used as rewards rather than just percentages. Because now on, on the flip side, so my personal experience with these or what I'm seeing with our clients and what they tend to be thinking of first is having a cash um, reward. I mean, many times between, uh, we also have a couple of uh, clients that do use um, sort of like some sort of cashback uh, rewards. Um, and they tend to uh, to to be between one point five percent, and I think up to six or something like that. Mm-hmm. But they are only for the person that makes the recommendation, not necessarily for the friend. But that is also because they have some other uh, discount schemes for first time buyers, for example. So, right. yeah. Uh, this is for you guys that already maybe run something like this. Like this can be a nice add-on if you already have a first time buying discount, let's say voucher or something like that code, then you can use this one to, um, or some, you know, refer candy or something similar like a referral program to um, to facilitate the part that you don't have covered already. Yeah. I mean, that, that setup that you described, it's typically what we see for affiliate programs. Uh, so when our customers want to, uh, and I guess the main difference between an affiliate program and a referral program is that it's the nature of the advocates that are recommending your store. So in, in a referral program, like I said, it's it's typically uh, existing customers that are referring their friends and family, uh, so people in, in their close circle. When we talk about affiliates, uh, the person that's making the recommendation might not necessarily know the person that's receiving the recommendation. It's probably somebody that has a blog or somebody that's, um, you know, it's, it's an influencer on social media. And so they are just like putting it out there uh, and people are taking this recommendation and, and making a purchase. So those are typically, uh, we, we do see those kind of setups on referral candy, uh, mostly for, for uh, influencers. And yeah, mm-hmm. they, they typically just get, the influencer gets some sort of um, either a, a percentage of the friends or, or a percentage of the, of the purchase that they generated. It could be, like you said, anywhere between uh, one, five, 10%, typically what we see. Um, and, uh, and they may or may not give something to the person that got the recommendation. Um, but because the, the, the kind of like the bulk of the rewards typically fall on the, on, on the seller, right? On the, on the ambassador in this case. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and I know before we uh, started the live session <laughs> and uh, we we went live with a podcast, you mentioned um, it would be worth us discussing some differences between uh, or, you know, commonalities between word of mouth and then referral programs and potentially even affiliates. So um, maybe here you have some examples as well that you think are relevant for somebody that is considering this type of, uh, you know, marketing channel. Yeah, so... Word of mouth, um, it's, it's typically, um, we, we refer to word of mouth as the organic um, type of event that happens when somebody recommends something to a friend. So if I, uh, if I go and like, you know, tell my friends that they should go and watch uh, Squid Game, right? Uh, I don't know if Squid Game will still be relevant by the time that <laughs> this episode is airing, <laughs> uh, but right now it really is. So if I tell somebody to go watch that show, that's, that's word of mouth. I'm just, I have no incentive 
no financial incentive on telling my friends to, to go out and, and watch it. Uh, but I'm just doing something that I think it's useful. I think they're going to enjoy it. And so uh, I just, I just kind of like let them know about it and, and tell them. And so that's what's behind all these, you know, kind of like viral effects that we're, that we're seeing. It's just people talking about it in, in different venues, whether it's a group chat or social media or in person. Um, and, and that's why I was mentioning earlier that that's kind of hard to track. Um, because mm-hmm. you don't really know if I tell my friend in person, you know, having, having a coffee, or if I text somebody, um, and tell them that they should buy X product, um, there's really no way for the brand to know where that customer is coming from. Right. So it typically just, it's organic, right. They just landed on the website. They happen to know the website, they landed there, um, and, and made the purchase. So that's word of mouth. Um, and that's kind of like the beginning of everything. Um, referral marketing, it's, it's a series of marketing strategies, um, in the, most of these cases is a referral program that you implement to level up that organic word of mouth that you're already having on your store. So you need to have, um, and, and this is something I tell merchants, I guarantee if you've been around for a while, uh, if you have a steady number of, or a growing number of orders per month, I guarantee you already have word of mouth happening in your store. And you just don't know how much, what percentage of that new revenue is coming from referrals, right? Um, so that's that's the difference between between uh, word of mouth and referral marketing. Referral marketing is something you build on top of, of organic word of mouth. Um, and affiliate marketing is, uh, yeah, what I just mentioned, it's, it's, it's slightly different in the sense that we're not talking about people directly referring uh, other people in their network. It's necessarily... Uh, it could be bloggers. It could be uh, people that you know are influencers on on Instagram, or or people that had just a platform where they can connect with uh, with uh, an audience that that follows them. Cool, Raul. So um, now looking at your current customers, maybe the ones that are super active, or the segments of customers that you feel are becoming more and more engaged with uh, your product um, yep. specifically. Where do you feel it's the biggest buzz? Like which industries or which types of products tend to look more and more at this type of uh, channel? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is going to be a cliche answer, but w- I mean, we've seen referral programs work on, on you know, pretty much any, any industry out there, um, especially those, uh, I mean, it, it typically works well on those that have um, uh, kind of like that, that, viral component, right? That's something that you can just mention, uh, maybe a physical component. So uh, clothing, it's an industry that works extremely well. Um, we've also seen that um, companies in the, in the food and beverage industry, uh, especially those that are selling on subscription, uh, that actually mm-hmm. works really well. Um, and, and I mentioned subscription because one, we actually have, a, uh, I was uh, looking at it the other day on our, on our website, the majority of our case studies are uh, something that they have in common that they're a subscription business. Um, what's interesting about subscription businesses is that they kind of become part of your life. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that you're getting a product delivered to your door every single month or every single week, um, you know, it, it's kind of part of your routine. And so it's something that you're more likely to talk about to your friends and family. So, um, so if, if we could mention subscriptions as an industry, then yeah, <laughs> then, then there, that's definitely an industry that, that works extremely well. But um, those products that have a physical, physical or visual component that you can also share on social media that you can show your friends um, that typically work really well. But, but yeah, uh, if I have to mention kind of like the, the top three, I would say that um, clothing and apparel, it's probably number one. Uh, food and beverages, uh, it will be the second. Um, and then third, it will probably be uh, kind of gadgets and electronics. We've also seen that that industry tends to work uh, extremely well. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Very good. And if we were to think about the more non-conventional ways of uh, starting a referral program or, you know, some some things that you encountered that you found, oh, wait, these guys are doing something that is not so, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, often encountered. What would be some of the more out of the box uh, strategies that you found with your clients or, you know, ways of putting together a referral program that is like, whoa, I never seen something like this before. Yeah. Um, in terms of rewards, uh, I've seen a few. Uh, so actually in the clothing industry. Uh, so there's there's one brand that um, I've actually been their customer too. Uh, it's called Woman, and they sell their subscription service uh, for uh, unique t-shirts. So every single month they design a t-shirt, they, they send it out to everybody who subscribed that particular month and they never produce it again. So mm-hmm. you, get, you get a unique t-shirt that you know that you know, if, if you ever come across somebody wearing that t-shirt, you know where it's coming from, right? So it also has that kind of like that, uh, that component of, of uh, even creating a, some sort of sense of community around, around customers. Um, and so what they do uh, for the referral program is that they offer, um, I, if I remember correctly, is a free subscription for the, the customer that makes a recommendation. So if you refer a friend, your next t-shirt, it's, it's on them. So they, they, you don't have to pay uh, anything for that. And the friend gets 50% off their first, uh, their first t-shirt. So the, I mean, the, what tells me is that they are so sure that customers are going to love the product that they're just willing to give, you know, a 50% discount to new customers just to acquire, because they know that a, a large percent of, the, of, of those new customers are going to stick around and, and probably make uh, another purchase and then potentially also refer to their friends. So that's one. Um, that's one that I've seen that, that works really well. Also in, in the clothing industry, um, Threadbeast, that's a customer that's been with us for, for a really long time. They, they follow kind of a similar approach. Uh, so it's also a subscription box uh, with uh, kind of like a, a set of clothes that they, they kind of match what you've uh, selected as your, as your uh, style. Um, and what they do is that they give, a, they give some sort of percentage off to the friend but the advocate gets an additional box every time they mm-hmm. refer a friend. So if you refer three friends, uh, your next month is going to be your box plus three additional boxes full of clothes. So it's that has created a, a kind of like a viral component. And, and actually, if you if you search for Threadbeast on YouTube, you're going to see tons of videos of people unboxing their their uh, the, the box that they have just received and adding the referral link in the YouTube uh, video description uh, just so people can can make a purchase through through that. So uh, that's worked really well. And, and in terms of rewards, I think those are pretty innovative um, and also pretty, uh, I guess, pretty bold ex- examples that they're just so sure that their customers are going to love their product that they're, they're willing to give uh, pretty hefty discounts. Um, and then in terms of messaging, there's one customer that I think they've they've nailed it in terms of how to message, how to, how to craft a message that's compelling in terms of how to sell a referral program. Um, and it's called Baron Fig um, and they sell uh, kind of productivity tools, right? So mostly uh, notebooks and, and things that kind of help you organize your, your work and, and, and your day. Um, and they have, a, they have a page on their website um, where they explain what the referral program is about. Um, and they have a, a, a note from the team, right? And and there they have a paragraph that I think it's genius in which they say, um, instead of spending money on advertising, we'll rather give the money to you, right? And so mm-hmm. it's more like, you know, why would we spend money on Google or Facebook where we can just give the money to people that love our products, which is, which is you, right? Um, and then they also talk about how, um, you know, every referral 
helps them grow their, their small studio. So, you know, they're also kind of like sharing uh, who they are as a company, the fact that they're, they're a small company, they're trying to grow their business. And so it creates like a very personal connection with, uh, with the customer. So, uh, so yeah, in terms of how to craft a really good message, that's always my, my go-to example. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, I love that approach. And um, now you mentioning about subscription boxes. I remembered now that um, I once was subscribed to this uh, service of delivering, uh, not unique, but uh, beers that you didn't always yeah. found in shop, find in shops. And in UK, there's a lot of uh, small breweries. So you invariably get a lot of beers that you don't usually get. Uh, and they were also international and whatever. But I remember that uh, they were having a, a mechanism sort of similar to this one when um, you refer the friend who'd get, I think, 30% off it was for them. And then uh, if you referred free friends, uh, you'd get a free box or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I'm not sure how easy it would be, for example, for somebody that would consider a an implementation like that would it be something that is that is easily done and automated through let's say referral candy like can you have a, um, something to track when you get to free and then to automatically offer yeah so the yeah so we we have a a number of customers that do that um and so actually kind of also addressing the point of refer three friends and get a reward. You can also actually do that on referral candy. You can select uh, what's the minimum number of customers that uh, that uh, an advocate needs to refer in order to be able to qualify for for that uh, referral. I mean, for that reward. Um, but that, yeah, the, also that the the easiest way to do uh, kind of like the free product thing, um, it's by uh, just creating a coupon code that automatically creates a new product. Uh, sorry, that automatically adds a free product at the checkout. Uh, that's one of them. Um, another one will be just creating a, a, a referral, creating a promo code that automatically apl- applies the promo, which in this case will be a, a free product, um, and then sending friends from the referral link to that particular landing page. Uh, that's typically how our, our merchants do it, uh, kind of depend, also depending on the e-commerce platform that they're on. Um, but yeah, and, and actually the example that you mentioned about the beer, uh, I mean, that's that's also a very good example of, of a product that it's easily... Uh, you can easily showcase to your friends, right? Like if, if, if you get one of these boxes, probably the most uh, typical scenario is going to be that you're going to have some friends over so they can try all the different beers that you've, that you've bought and, you know, they can like yeah. taste them and everything. And then the conversation would just, you know, organically turn into, oh, where do you get this, right? And then kind of uh-huh. like the whole referral explanation uh, comes through. Yeah, definitely. So what are your plans for, for the coming months? Um, do you have any exciting behind the scenes stuff that is going on and you feel like sharing or uh, things that you are developing right now that are hot in the industry? Yeah, so I mean, we have some we had some major news uh, last week because uh, we were uh, certified as a, as a Shopify Plus app. Um, so that was something that our team had been working on for, for a long time and, and we, we finally got it. So we're, we're really excited about that, uh, especially yes. comes at the, at the, thank you. Yeah. It com, comes at the best, you know, pretty much best, best time possible uh, <laughs> as, as brands are, are preparing for black Friday. And uh, yeah, I mean, what's, what's, what's in our plate right now, it's just making sure that everything uh, is running smoothly um, ahead of uh, black Friday, summer Monday on my, on my end, particular, in my particular case, um, working with agencies, uh, and their merchants to make sure that 
those merchants that are setting up a referral program, make sure that they have everything set up by the time that Black Friday and Cyber Monday uh, arrives. So yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's kind of our, our situation right now. We have, we have some plans on developing some new features for the, for the coming year. Uh, right now it's all, you know, in kind of like whiteboard discussions. So uh, fortunately I can, I, I would love to, but I, I, we don't really have anything tangible to, to announce. Um, but yeah, we, uh, but as I mentioned earlier, you know, we, we've had such a, uh, we've experimented such growth in the past year and a half that, uh, you know, we need, we need to obviously address it with new features and, and things that merchants are, are requesting. Mm -hmm. Super, super. Well, that's a very good problem to have. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> very cool. Super. So now, uh, trying to wrap up our discussion and, uh, drawing, uh, the essence, what would be three, three, four points that you'd, um, advise merchants that are looking at implementing a, um, a referral program uh, that they should be considering like top three things to consider when you are looking at launching a referral program in order for it to be as successful as possible. Yeah. So the first one would be to uh, kind of like figure out what's the best timing to announce new customers, um, the, the existing of, of the referral program. Um, so mm -hmm. is, it, is it right after the purchase while you still have their attention? Is it better to postpone it until they actually get the product? Um, kind of like, you know, figure out what's the, <clears throat> I mean, you can always, always test it out, but uh, figure out what's the best timing um, to, to do that. Um, also promote it to your existing audience. So not only past customers, but also social media and newsletter, uh, whatever you have available, um, make sure that those people are, are, are um, informed about the referral program. Um, the third one will be um, just to basically um, decide whether you want to have it uh, as an open referral program in which anybody can can join and become an advocate and start referring their friends, or if you want to close it to just existing customers. We have we have merchants that go both ways. Um, in my opinion, um, unless there's a downside of of not having uh, of, of not having customers refer your friends, which you know, that's not typically the case. Um, I would, I would recommend to have it open and have some sort of like call to action on your website. So website visitors can uh, sign up uh, for, for the referral program and get a referral link. I mean, think about um, if I land on a website that's selling a product that I'm not interested in, but I can get my friends a discount and you know, it's, it's a win, win, win situation because the merchant has a new, uh, a new customer, my friend, uh, you know, found out about a, a store or a product that they weren't aware of. And now they have a discount on something they can buy and it's going to be helpful for them. And I made my friend happy, right? So, you know, the, the, the all, all three parts are, are, uh, are happy. Um, so yeah, it's all about, it's all about promotion. Uh, as you can imagine, just make sure that there's some continuous communication between the, between the merchant and, and the customers um, and, and that everybody is aware of the existing of, of, of the referral program, especially after they've made that purchase um, and they can, you know, they can start interacting with the brand in a way that's not necessarily uh, directed towards making another purchase, right? But just kind of like staying top of mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like additional ways to build a relationship, not just uh, asking for <laughs> money <Exactly>. again. <laughs> exactly. Cool. 
Cool, cool, cool. Awesome. So in terms of um, you and the business, if we have somebody here that is tuning in and they find this interesting, how can people best connect with you? Obviously, guys, you'll have all the links to uh, Raul's platforms and referral candy in the description of this episode, uh, either on YouTube or if you are streaming, you'll have all the info there anyway. But Raul, uh, where should people reach out to you best? Um, and where do you prefer to have conversations? Yeah, so uh, my email is my best, the best way to, to reach me. So it's Raul G. So R-A-U-L-G at referralcandy.com. Um, yeah. Happy to take any, any questions there. Um, we also, uh, you know, for anybody that wants to get started, we also have a, a little promotion uh, going on. So if they can, they, they can get $50 off their, their first, um, their first subscription after the 30 day free trial. So it's, it's kind of like extending the, the trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's on try.referralcandy.com slash podcast, um, for anybody that, that wants to, to try it out, but yeah, otherwise my email, I'm always happy to take any questions and continue the conversation there. Great stuff. Super. Raul, it was a great pleasure to have you today. Uh, this was a very exciting topic and I think it was very timely. Uh, guys tuning in, thank you for staying all the way to the end. Hopefully you found some inspiration here and we are actually, both of us, looking forward to your feedback. So, um, you know, if you are watching this on YouTube, uh, leave us in the comments below the video what you found most useful or if you are considering this and if you have any additional questions that we might be able to address um otherwise if you're streaming as always pop us an email let us know if you would like us to focus more on certain micro topics within this broader topic of um you know of referral programs and affiliate marketing um specifically and raul and i will see maybe raul if you're up for it if we can meet again <laughs> sometime in the near future and discuss in more detail if there's bits that are interesting to you guys as a community and uh, yeah until next time raul thank you again for being on the show this was a really nice uh, evening for me morning for you <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah thanks looking- thanks for having me a pleasure. Um, I'm looking forward to hopefully meet again soon, maybe someday in person. Meanwhile, rock it with your uh, promotions this uh, season and wishing you the very best of success with, uh, with your clients and customers. Um, guys, you tuning in, um, you know, rock your marketing for this period because I know, may, I mean, everybody's super busy during this time. So let's have a productive season so that we can chill out over Christmas. And until next time, (laughs) until next time, have a good time and uh, looking forward to catching up soon. Cheers. Bye-bye.